You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employer's respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hey everybody, Steve here. Uh, as we recently announced, we are no longer producing new episodes of the podcast, but we did have content that we had recorded that we had not put into the regular feed for everybody to hear. And we wanted to share that with you, of course. So what you're hearing here is one of those episodes of Down the Rabbit Hole that hadn't gone out into the regular feed and had only previously been available through the premium service. So enjoy and thanks a lot. This episode is not brought to you by Porcupines Having a Tea Party. Instead, it's brought to you by your local pet shelter. Do you need a little furry friend, like a hamster or a bunny or a cat or a dog? Of course you do. You need a million of them. Go down to your local pet shelter to pick one up today. Or if you don't need to expand your arsenal of pets that protect your home, then donate some money or some time because those little furry guys, they really need your help. Oh yeah, and birds too. Thinking sideways. Stories of things we simply don't know the answer to. I don't understand. What? Hi there. Welcome to a special bonus episode of Thinking Sideways. Down the rabbit hole! Down the rabbit hole. I am Joe, joined as always by... Devin. And... Steve! And... Uh, Although I'm using a code name today. Yeah. It's a laptop. Oh, I thought it was Cthulhu. No. Uh, yeah. 
Based on this story, just in in honor of this story, I figured I would go by a code name. Laptop. Okay. Uh, yeah. And by the way, we have a really kick-ass story for the for you this week. Uh, it is about the sunken city of Akakor. Yes, a lost city. Whoa! Yeah, How do you lose an entire city? Like those things are big; they don't just fall out of your pocket. Uh, you never know. Sometimes they run away to join the circus. They change their <laughs> name. I mean, yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, but this one is uh, this was a, a really fascinating one. Uh, this this the, the the story about this is among the Indians along the Rio Negro River in northern Brazil. And there is a legend of an ancient lost city named Acacor. It's kind of like El Dorado, which is in North Brazil. Actually, not that far away from this one, I guess. That's that's sort of in the north northern Brazil, Venezuela, Guiana area. Which one is the Lost City of Z? Lost City of Z is in central Brazil. Okay. Yeah. There's a whole yeah. bunch of these, so I, I have there a hard are. time keeping them straight. Yeah, Brazil is as big as some continents. It's a freaking big place. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And somehow a, they've lost all of their cities. It's well, they've lost most bizarre. of them. You know, actually, Brasilia is, is not yet lost, but I predict it will be one of these days. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? We've invented the weed eater. We're, they're not going to lose any more cities. Mm-hmm. That's We're, really what the problem was. They couldn't keep up with the weeds. Uh, Brazil would need a mega weed eater, I think. But, well, you know, we'll put the best minds to work on that one. Uh, but back to Akakor, this the lost city of Akakor. If you've never heard of it before, you actually probably have. It gets mentioned in the last uh, Indiana Jones movie. Remember that one, Indiana oh, Jones shit. and the Last Sequel? Yeah. yeah. Sadly. Yeah. Sadly, I watched that piece of crap. Uh, yeah, it was a big letdown. Uh, but the, the movie was called Akator in the movie, and there's a with tribe. With a T. Yeah, with a T instead of the second K. And the tribe that lives there is called the Uga Mogulala, which is a little different from the actual tribe that lives in Akakor. Supposedly. But anyway, yeah. It, but so anyway, you sort of heard of it then. But our our mystery is well, is Akakor a myth? Is it like El Dorado or Z? Or you know, is it one of like some of these places? It just hasn't been found yet. Because remember, it was only recently, you know, comparatively speaking, that the the city of Troy was believed by everybody to be a myth, yeah. and actually it was found. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe Akakor is real. Atlantis mm-hmm. too. Uh, maybe. Yeah. They just found it. Uh, they did? Oh, that's right. Well, yeah, yeah, they used that's DNA right. to find it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, uh, who knows, by the time this gets depressed, maybe it will have been found and we'll have egg on our face. <laughs> but the question, of course, is, you know, how did the Western world learn of Akakor? I mean, obviously, you know, the Indians of northern Brazil knew all about it for centuries, but we They're didn't know about it. They're the ones who lost it. Yeah, I know. They made it. They lost it. Uh, it's so like a raincoat. Yeah. I know I had it. Where is it? Where did uh-huh. my retainer go? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> my glasses. Oh. Uh, well, anyway, we learned about it from an Indian named Tatunka Nera. Tatunka's people who were, ca- were called the Uga Mangulala. Mangulala? No, Mangu, Mangulala. Yeah, the, it's, a, it's a hard one. Yeah, the Uga Mongulala. Uh, they are a hidden tribe, and a much reduced hidden tribe, by the way, uh, but they battled for centuries against the incursions of the Europeans into their sacred homeland as they came further and further into the interior of Brazil, search of resources, etc. Uh, by the late 1960s, Tatunka was the last chief. He had just been made the chief of this tribe because his father had died, hmm. and he had decided by this time that uh, the only realistic hope of survival for his people was for them to make peace with the white man. This is his story, by the way. Yeah, this is, yeah. This, what you're this, telling right now is the story that... that... I'm, I'm telling the story of Tatunka and, and yeah, how, yeah, yeah. how he came in contact with okay. civilization. I just want to make sure that yeah. people understand this is what he says. Yeah. This is his part of the story. Yeah, this is kind of what he says. Well, he did. Well, he met with people, and so, you know, but anyway. 
Uh, so he left Akakura in the year 12,451, which was by their calendar. Uh, by our calendar, that's 1970. And he discovered and... bell bottoms, terrible TV, <laughs> and afros. That is. And went, whoa! That is a pretty awful time to be introduced yeah. to the Western <laughs> world. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, when you think about it, yeah. I hadn't thought about that, but you're right. <laughs> But uh, in 1970, he went among the what they call the white barbarians to try to save his people. Okay. Uh, while there, uh, he met with various government officials, etc. Had you know some hopeful promises, which were mostly broken. Yada yada yada. You know how that goes. Uh, but then Tatunka met a man named Karl Brugger in March 1972. Karl Brugger was a German TV journalist, and Tatunka thought that well, he could help to tell the story of his tribe to the rest of the world. Of course, as you know, their time went back to the year zero uh, or 10,481, because you already know I quoted that, that year of 12,451 just a few minutes ago. 10,481 yeah. BC. That's 10,481 BC or BCE by our calendar. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. that should go without saying, but I don't know how long. The podcast might still be out there. And, and BC will be totally just gone. No, in 10,000... For, what was it, 10,481? There will be, there will be files AD. of us on yeah. the spaceships or going CE. into the depths of... Yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. saying, go. could exist. Yeah. Got to clarify. Yeah. You don't know. That's true. I can imagine all these spacefarers listening to antique episodes of Thinking Sideways. Mm-hmm. That'll be great. Hi, guys. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't crash the ship. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be the hipsters of the 37th century. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm listening uh, to these antique audio-only recordings. Oh, yeah. I know. Oh, my God. Uh, but the, uh, We're way off track here. Come yeah, on. Yeah, okay. This, we we got to we gotta hustle through this. Get back to our tribe here. The, the Yuga Mongulala. Uh, over the centuries, have built a vast civilization, uh, which includes a few sites that we know today, such as Cusco uh, in Machu Picchu in Peru. Uh, many of the cities were connected by a network of underground tunnels. Sure. Um, it was quite the project, mm-hmm. yeah. And the, the tribe was helped in this project, they believe, by their sky gods, who rode around in golden ships that floated in the sky. Aliens. Well, some people think so. Um, that's what got some people actually interested in this story, by Ancient the way. Ancient aliens. Ancient aliens. Of course, you know, that could just be part of their, their foundational tale, and this is all just sort of, you know, like kind of all of the stories we read, and, nah. you know, and either, you know, like the Greek, the Greek gods, and what some people would say some of the stuff that appears in our own Bible is a little bit... Mm, alien? Apocryphal, or possibly, like you say, alien. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it could be aliens. Uh, but Did you say aliens? Aliens. Okay. Yeah. But most of the cities, unfortunately, were destroyed or abandoned by the late 20th century and overtaken by the jungle. And by the way, if you want to read the complete account of this, the Chronicle of Akakor, it's actually available on the interwebs. I'll tell you how to find it later. Mm-hmm. But you can read this in much, much, much more, more detail. As an e-book, it, yeah. Yeah, as a, yeah, you can. Uh, so most of these cities have been, uh, have basically were gone, but the three most important cities remained, and they were Akakor, Akanis, and Akahim which all of which have been hidden by the tribe uh, because Tatunka became aware but through his contacts with the Europeans, et cetera, he became aware of the existence of the airplane. Mm. And so he had his people hide those cities so that they would not be spotted from the air. Clever thinking. Although yeah. it makes them a little harder to find now. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Wait, when did they figure yeah. out that airplanes were around? Uh, well, that was for him. That was probably in the late 60s when he sort of figured it out. Or maybe mm. even... 
Yeah. Which is funny because airplanes have been flying around for much longer. Okay, anyway. Well, I'm they weren't necessarily flying over all of Brazil. Keep going. Though, I'm sorry. Time. I'm being yeah. a jerk about this. Yeah. I want to poke uh, a bunch of holes in this guy's story, and I just I, oh, I no, couldn't no. help but reach out I don't know why I'd want do to do it. that. It's, uh, it's a pretty incontestable story. Uh, and by the way, these actually cities weren't that hard to, to hide anyway because they were mostly underground. Yeah. Also, of course, no one outside the tribe knew how to find them. Unless, of course, he used a plane and if they weren't disguised cleverly from below. Uh, so, Aconis, remember that's one of the three cities, was apparently somewhere in Central America. Acacor was in a high mountain valley somewhere near the Peru-Brazil border. Okay. And Acahim was near the Brazil-Venezuela border. And it was most closely linked with Acacor. Okay. And, uh, and it's still around, apparently, at least according to Tatunka, it is. It's abandoned and, and lost in the jungle, of course. But Akakor was the most important of the three because it was the biggest and it had a great temple of the sun in the center of it that contained a library that had documents uh, and maps and star charts that basically told the whole history of the earth. So this is kind of like the library of Alexandria crossed with an Aztec temple. Kind of like that, yeah. Except underground. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and prehistoric texts. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Presumably. they had they had their own. According to him, his people had their own alphabet that contained fourteen hundred characters. Sure. Yeah, and uh, and fourteen hundred. Sure. Which actually is in South America or even all of North and South America, I think a written alphabet is kind of unknown. So that that in and of itself is pretty remarkable. Yeah, had, I mean, I, it wouldn't a, an alphabet like that. It wouldn't surprise me if they had an alphabet. No, it's not one a, not that, beyond the yeah. that prolific, perhaps. But actually, fourteen hundred characters. <laughs> a lot yeah. of characters. That's, oh, yeah. that's actually not that that crazy of a big number, though. If you think of like Asian languages, you know, Chinese or oh, yeah. Korean or any of those. Oh yeah. Whereas it, we're so used to in the West, we're so used to English because it's A is always the letter A, and it's interchangeably used in all these words. Yeah. But that's the genius of English. I'm not touting our language, just the way it was created. But yeah. these other languages, a symbol or a character represents. X, and that's pretty much all it is. So to learn to write the language, you have to learn all of those individual ones to be able to perceive them. So that's, yeah. I don't think that number is all that small because I think Chinese no, it's... and Korean greatly outnumber it. Yeah. No, it's Devin not. has her phone in her hand, though, and is looking at me like, I'm going to blow you out of the water, ding dong. According to yeah. the internet, the language that has the most letters in its alphabet is a Cambodian language that has 74 letters in its alphabet. Well, I think uh, no. My no, understanding is, about Chinese is that there are basically two. Characters. There are two Chinese alphabets. One is they're the streamlined, and, and then there is the more traditional one that's yeah. like, got infinite numbers of, of symbols. Right. Yeah. I mean, and Japanese are, is similar. They have three different written languages, but yeah. they're different written languages. Yeah. But I guess my what you're saying is an alphabet, and I'm saying there's characters because the characters represent individual things. That's the only difference. It's yeah. it doesn't matter. We can continue. No, no, it, <laughs> yeah. does, it doesn't. So it is really academic at that point. I think that's. I think this is a huge number of characters. It is a vast number of characters. It really is. Uh, but you know, again, you know, maybe efficiency was not their watchword. Fair I enough. Mean, apparently, yeah. So uh, Carl Brugger, our journalist friend, recorded all of his conversations with Tatunka. 
the chief of the dying Uga Mongulala tribe. And he also wanted an expedition with Tatunka to try to find the lost city of Akahim. This happened in September 1972. Mm -hmm. And they spent about six weeks out in the jungle, you know, beating the brush and did not manage to find it, unfortunately. And then they came back to civilization and Brugger went back to Germany and wrote a book and published it in 1976. Uh, It was called The Chronicle of Akakor. And it actually was fairly widely read. Uh, I wouldn't say it was a national, you know, number one international bestseller, but it was widely read by a lot of, you know, by a lot of people. Well, that is, that's the same, isn't that the same time frame as, oh God, what's that giant ancient alien, Chariot of the Gods? Chariots of the Gods by Eric Von Doniken. Didn't that come out around the same time? That came out about early 70s, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it was kind of... It was about that time where, yeah. He was was kind of following the very mainstream thread of of topic at the time. Yeah, It's like true crime podcasts today. They are (laughs) all the freaking rage. Uh Uh-huh, exactly. At that point, it was right books about old aliens yeah and so this one actually so naturally caught on with a lot of people a lot of people came be, you know actually became a little obsessed with finding you know this lost city of Akakor. Mm-hmm. And, and people even managed to go all the way to brazil some people even tracked down tatunka himself um, as for carl brugger he was murdered in rio de janeiro in uh, 1984 hmm. unfortunately a stranger walked up to him on ipanema beach and shot him dead and Weird. walked away. He, the stranger was never caught, and the motive is unknown. So that's an unsolved mystery as well. That is a mystery, you know, and it, it does it does make this story a little more intriguing because, I mean, what had he done to get murdered? Well, he did publish this book. Maybe, he also was exposing a the secrets of the European tribe. in a country where Europeans weren't always viewed with the best regard because mm-hmm. colonialism is a problem. I mean, you can you can be a white guy and somebody has a problem. They, you know what? I hate you, white people. Well, I'm going to kill you. You know, or it could have been something else. I don't know. I mean, I mean Rio's got a, a fairly high murder rate. Period, oh yeah, he could have. Yeah. He yeah. could have been uh, hitting on somebody's girlfriend. Uh, could have been as simple as that. Or he screwed uh, somebody out of drugs in a drug deal. God knows. I I kind of doubt it. I think he was murdered because he published this book. I think so too. So okay. there you go. Two well, to one. You, so that's yeah. the ancient alien theory. Got yeah. it. But even though he was murdered, that didn't diminish the excitement over Akakor. Uh, Probably even though, it. Yeah, it looked like poking around this legend might be a bit of a dangerous business, but people still did it. Uh, Tatunka took three different people into the jungle to look for the city, apparently. Uh, Wait, so, can I ask a question? Yeah. He, he knows where the city is. But yeah. he took them into the jungle to look for the city, an yeah. expedition to find it. An expedition. He, he knew where the city was, but apparently from, from the closest you could get by, by river, car, whatever, you had to hike, or, you know, or you had to hike, take, take a canoe a certain distance. I guess what know. I'm pointing out is I just realized that everywhere it is described that he is taking, on, uh, taking these people on an expedition of exploration to yeah. try and find it. But he's always said he knows where the hell it is. So why is he telling? Like, do well, you see what? Do you see the contradiction in, in terminology that's used? And I'm, it, it yeah. strikes me as a little off. Well, it might as be, a lot of things about this guy. Well, it might be that um, he actually said, "Let's we'll, we'll go to the city. I'll take you there, and I know the way." And, okay. And and these people told their friends, "Well, we're going to go try to find a city." I mean, we don't know. I mean, he, he might have said very confidently, "Yeah, I know exactly where it is. I know exactly you know how to get there." That's a good point. And, yeah, and so I don't know. But uh, there were three three incidents uh, when um, he left in 1980 on an expedition to Akakor with an American named John Reed, who was never seen again. Hmm. Yeah, I know. 
1983, Tatunka took a Swiss explorer named Herbert Vonner into the rainforest, and Vonner was never seen again, although mm. his his skull and a few bones and his sneaker were found uh, a year, year or two later. He had a bullet hole in his skull, yeah, right? He did have a bullet hole mm. in his head, which is suspicious. That, that seems bit. natural causes to me. Well, no, it, it can be, actually. If your skull's sitting there and some other sh- some people come along drinking beer and shooting guns, they decide to use your skull as a target. You know, that happens a lot, actually. I, I mean, thought so, that way. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. yeah. And then in 1986, yet another curious European came along. This was Christine Heuser from Sweden. Sweden for you other people. Uh, <laughs> left with Tatunka on an expedition and vanished without a trace. Or at least, as far as we know, she had actually contacted Tatunka and was hanging out with him. Apparently, she saw him as sort She's of... She's kind of fangirling, I guess. Yeah, she was a little fangirly with the guy, yeah. Uh, and Tatunka said he has no idea what happened to any of these people. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so did they head off into the jungle part ways and head back into civilization and, and just get killed on the way? And Tatunka came back by his own, you know, his own way and just had no idea what had happened to them? Who uh, knows? I don't know. I mean, I really don't know. Or did he murder them? Uh, I really don't know. Uh, there have been a lot of suspicions. There were there was uh, a, a Brazilian investigation and an investigation by another government as well. And basically, they dropped had to drop the case due to lack of evidence. Hmm. Uh, so nobody really knows. I mean, so his friends, uh, people that know him, friends and family, say without hesitation he did not kill anybody. Of course they, they do. Said. Yeah, that's and what I, don't, I don't mean that in any accusatory way. Yeah, but of course they do. Yeah, they're not objective, obviously. You know. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. But uh, as far as I know, nobody else since 1987 has died looking for Akakor. As far as I know, nobody Maybe. else that we know of has gone looking for it, though. Um, you know, I I don't know, but you know, it might be that people have. Okay. I mean, oh, it wouldn't surprise me, but nobody's gone out and really publicized it hugely, you know, and and gone out and done it. So people, somebody or another, might have gone out and done it and just mm. quietly expired in the jungle, or maybe maybe they went out and wasted a month's time and came back and said, "Well, I okay. blew all my grant money and I found nothing." Yeah, that mm-hmm. could be it. Yeah. Uh, but our city, Akakor, is, needless to say, still lost. Hmm. And so that is essentially it, the sunken city of Akakor, in a nutshell. That's, that is very brief. Like I said, there's a lot more detail in Brugger's book, The Chronicle of Akakor, which you can find on Amazon. And actually, I found a, a, a PDF copy of it on the interwebs also, so you don't even need to buy it. You can read the whole thing right on the web. Awesome. Yeah. You do enough clicking and searching. It's not hard to find. It'll you just type in Akakor or Chronicle of Akakor. <laughs> type in Chronicle of Akakor and you will find it. But uh, don't don't catch the bug. Don't try to go there. It sounds like a dangerous place. All and, right. Well, in that's the middle our... of a dangerous jungle. Okay. So if that's the entire story, then yeah. before we get into theories, we should probably take a real quick break. There are many different kinds of lures in the world. There are those funny little feathery ones that adults spend hours and hours making. Then there's those silly little glowing ones that you find on the bottom of the ocean attached to a giant toothfish. And then there's my least favorite kind, which are the ones that are on the internet that make a million promises if only you would just click right here. They're like the worst genie ever. Speaking of lures, though, have you heard of the Imposter's Lure by Carla Neggers, the New York Times best-selling author and master of suspense? 
This exhilarating page-turner follows FBI agents and newlyweds Emma Sharp and Colin Donovan as they investigate the mysterious disappearance of a federal prosecutor named Tamara McDermott. As the search for Tamara intensifies, a seemingly unrelated murder leads Emma and Colin deep into a maze of misdirection orchestrated by a clever, lethal criminal who stays one step ahead of them at every turn. As Emma draws on her expertise in art crimes and Colin on his expertise as a deep cover agent, they both rely on the help of family, friends, and their FBI colleagues to see the investigation through to its thrilling conclusion. Full of clever twists that will keep you guessing, Carla Nigger's Imposter's Lure is a mystery you won't want to miss. Check out Imposter's Lure, available today through Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, or wherever books are sold. Hey there, excuse me if I sound a little bit out of breath, but I just got back from a 15-mile run. And you know what made my run so great? The sweet, sweet Bomba socks I had on. You, of course, know about Bombas, right? Oh, well, then let me tell you about them. Bombas has re-engineered socks with a bunch of really great innovations. One of them is the Honeycomb Arch Support System, which gave my feet the support they needed on my 10-mile run. Then there is the super soft cotton they use. It keeps your feet warm in the winter, or if you're on a five mile run like me, it keeps your feet feeling cool and fresh. And here's the great thing, Bombas is supporting those in need. They always donate one pair of socks for each pair they sell. Seriously, I can't say enough about these socks. On days like this, when I know I'm gonna go out on a three mile run, I make sure to grab my Bombas. They're just a requirement. And one of the nice things is that they're available in a bunch of color combinations. So when I'm out there training, I know I'm gonna look good on my one mile run. If you want to get some of your own, and you know you do, then you're going to love that you get 20% off your first order. Just go to bombas.com slash sideways and use the promo code sideways to get that 20% off. And that's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash sideways, promo code sideways to get that 20% off. Now, if you excuse me, I got to go hit the showers uh, and get cleaned up after that slow walk around the block. Okay, we're back. Go for it, dude. Our mystery, of course, does it exist? So we got three, basically three possibilities here, which is uh, it's it's real or it's kind of real but a little exaggerated or it's just a myth. Okay. So let's start with the first one, which is it's real. So of course it is. Haters, of course it's real. <laughs> yeah, I know. Man, it's it's only missing like it's like I said before. It disappeared to start a new life, and they renamed itself Cincinnati. That's right. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, Troy. Yeah. Renamed himself Troy. There you go. Troy. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Or it's missing because the maybe the jungle just grew all over it and made mm. it disappear, which is which is totally believable, actually. Yeah. That's, um, not, that's more like a murder, though, isn't it? Yeah. Well, but the the whole jungle growing over thing, I mean, you guys know, is I was in Cambodia and I went to, um, oh, God, the Anchor Wat. Anchor Wat? Yeah, I went to yeah. Anchor Wat, which is a 500-acre complex, and it was comp and it's huge, freaking giant hundreds of feet tall structures and the yeah. thing was completely and totally overgrown by the jungle for centuries oh, yeah. yeah for centuries until they 
found it and yeah. then started trying to scrape it all uh, the jungle away from it. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's not it's not hard to imagine that if the society that is running the place dies off or drops in population. Yeah, it gets overtaken, of course. Oh, yeah, because yeah, the jungle is... It, it well, does not dink around. It will come in and take things right back. Well, it will. Actually, there's... Uh, not even in the jungle. I mean, there's been... Uh, there's some photographer... Actually, more than one has done just uh, photographs of urban landscapes that have fallen into decay where, where like, freeways or roads or whatever are actually overgrown. Suburbs they get a little, in Florida that never got moved into? Yeah, they get they get a little moss like on the on the on the road and the next thing you know is moss grows on that. Next thing you know weeds grow in that and then trees grow in that. And I mean oh my God. I heard know, somewhere so, yeah. that it was like six years or something. That it only takes six years of no human habitation for something to just like Go completely yeah. wild yeah. again. Probably, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be that surprised. Would, that by would that. surprise me. Even, even, yeah. Um, even a small human except, contingent mm-hmm. would wouldn't st- slow that down hardly at all. Because probably, then it's just yeah. tran- it's then it's, it's just, just transient walking, walking yeah. through it. Yeah, yeah, the exception probably would be the desert. The little town of the desert can probably last a long time, except but, for it gets all the sand in it and stuff. Well, it does, but storms. I mean, it's not going to get overgrown, and, and because it's dry, it's not going to rot. And, yeah. and you know, like like anything, any ghost town right here in this part of Oregon. Yeah. Yeah, and they are bad. out there. They've all rotted and fallen down. Yeah, you know. But uh, out there in the like Eastern Oregon, you know, they haven't. Yeah. But yeah, it yeah. does seem like uh, somebody from the tribe would still know where this place was, though. You would think, and and uh, you know, even though it was a dying tribe, there were far fewer in number of them at the time. Tatunka came out of the jungle to make peace with the white man. There still were some around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there still are some today, I'm sure. So you know, it could be real, but uh, you know, and it does look like. Considering that people who go looking for it or who write books about it have a way of disappearing and, and or dying, seems like somebody's trying to keep this a secret. Yeah. But you could say yeah. that about El Dorado and the Lost City of Z. Uh-huh. All these people went trying to find it and they didn't find it and a bucket load of them died uh-huh. in the I process. I admit, well, maybe that's pretty So maybe just trying to find a lost city is a bad idea in general and it has nothing to do mm-hmm. with Akakor. Yeah, maybe it's maybe they're lost because they're just in a really bad neighborhood <laughs> and they're hiding. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, not to insult the Brazilians or anything, but the Amazonian rainforest does strike me as, in a sense, a really bad neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's I mean, just really dangerous and unexplored. Everything, everything there either wants to kill you or it wants to infect you with a nasty little parasite. You know, that's it. That is the jungle. You are food. That is the that is the freaking jungle. Yeah, it's everything good. there wants I like a piece it. of you. Yeah. I'm pro. All right, yeah. so that's the well, let's the, go to the our next theory. theory, which is that it could be it could be that it's uh, something that was started out kind of real, but it's been sort of built up over the centuries, being passed down from generation to generation of local tribes, and so who knows? You know, uh, maybe Akikor is real, but maybe it's just kind of a little humble sun temple in an outhouse. And mm-hmm. it's just grown into this vast metropolis you know, over the centuries Certainly. as people have talked about it. So uh, I, one thing that I have a problem with with the story of Akakor, I know this is very generic, but it's uh, it's a subterranean city. Yeah. There are not very many of those in in general in no. the world. That you know of. And, yeah. you know, I mean, well, if you think about Vietnam, when, during the Vietnam War, there was entire cities and complexes in China. And in yeah. um, in Germany, they did it for a while. There there's, were tunnels, ju- there's tons of tunnels in Europe. Right. That, but there yeah. was these tunnels in towns that were underground. But if it's a thousand years old... 
well, that's going to have collapsed more than likely. So yeah. then I, that makes me lean towards the, well, okay, it was a story of these crazy people who lived underground, but eventually the earth collapsed and the city disappeared. And well, that's why they couldn't find it. When that's they a, that's a possibility. Well, you know, although I don't know how they did this. According to Tatunka, the city was made of stone. So it sounds to me like what they did is they found like a depression in the ground, basically built, built a lot of stone, built their city, and then maybe covered it with, uh, you know, some shrubbery and stuff. Listen, you know? I saw I mean, that movie yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark, and it was yeah. a lot of exposed dirt and very few yeah. stones. So obviously that's what it was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was Raiders of the Lost Ark, or do you mean Indiana Jones? I meant Indiana and the, Jones. And the Raiders last of the sequel. Lost Ark is yeah. much better than the last Crystal Skull movie. I got to say, the uh, that entire Which, series, you know, the first one was one of the most awesome movies of all time, and Raiders was, and all, just about all the sequels have disappointed me. I yeah. actually like the one with Sean Connery. We've that had was this conversation. The best I like sequels. Sean Connery because no, he, he is fun. That was definitely the best. He's of a the counterpoint, sequels. and I like Sean Connery a yeah. lot too. But but that and but even that was not really as good as the first movie. Nah, I'm and sorry it, to say. Okay, yeah. so so the yeah. Sean Connery theory has been killed. What's the okay, next no one? Sean Connery. So so okay, maybe maybe maybe. Although at the same time, I guess that means it doesn't exist because if it's something that actually existed, but it was a humble little place and it's grown into this huge lost city that's actually worth finding. Well. I guess Akakor really doesn't exist, does it? If that's yeah, the it's case. a hunk of crap. Of if the it's story. Of, of the story, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. So our next one is, well, is maybe just a legend, maybe just BS. Okay. So, but, but could somebody make something like this up? No, definitely not. No, I mean, you can't, I mean, you know, I mean, that's a huge thing to make up. A whole network of lost cities and stuff. I mean, you usually make up it. stories about how you lost your homework or something like that. Yeah. And so, yeah. I've yeah. never heard of a of an entire place being made up before. No, no, like that's not fictional no. writing at all. No, no. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, that it's never my, happens. That's it, not a thing. Yeah, no, as my grandma likes like to say, bullshit just can't be piled that high. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. You just can't do it. You can't yeah. do it. Yeah. But some people think it can, uh, believe it or not. There's a German explorer named Ruger Neiberg uh, who met Tatunka in the late 1980s. He had read the Chronicle of Akakor and, uh, found, and did a little research on Tatunka. And uh, he discovered that Tatunka, whose name, by the way, means big water snake in the language of his people. Sure. Right. Not that, that means anything. Just a little detail for you there. Yeah, that uh, sounds... Yeah. Um... Yeah, never mind. Yeah, but uh, he uh, he discovered that Tatunka was not actually an Indian. Uh, Tatunka was actually a German guy named Hans Richard Gunther Hock from Bavaria. Hmm. Yeah, Uh, apparently he skipped out of Germany in 1966 because he wasn't making his child support payments, and he was looking at maybe getting prosecuted, maybe maybe even a little jail time. So he he left town. Okay. Yeah, uh, eventually he found his way to Brazil, where he started learning Portuguese and began working on his deep, deep tan. I've seen pictures of this guy, and he is dark. I mean, he looks kind of, his features are kind of European, but he is really, really dark. He, hmm. But he does not, to me anyway, look like he could be mistaken as a local. Uh, oh, no, not really. I mean, Which I, is why, like, Bruger, it, Bruger, that's Carl yeah, Bruger. Carl Bruger, Like, yeah. it really makes me, I mean, I get that people look different everywhere. The World Cup is going on right now as we're recording, and you see all of these different countries, and you see the fans, and they could be from anywhere USA, but the point is, this guy did not look like he was a native of the area. Well, Well, that's the benefit of claiming you're from some tribe that... 
that's a lost hidden yeah, tribe. That nobody's well, really ever encountered is that you could look totally different and that would explain it. Yeah. Nobody's ever seen this tribe before. So, well, no, here's the deal. Here's how he explained his, his kind of your, and, and he explained not only his, his fine European features, but also the fact that he spoke perfect German and rather kind of lousy Portuguese. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot and, this part. And you'll find this if you read the Chronicle of Akakor, which I have not read the entirety of it. I read some excerpts from it. And, uh, what happened is back in the 1930s, uh, an expedition of Germans went up the Amazon and the Rio Negro in U-boats. Eventually, you know, from there got into smaller boats and made their way up into the basically uh, Tatunka's homeland and established uh, an alliance with this tribe. Mm -hmm. And they worked; they all worked together, and and that they were they were best buds and everything like and that. And that's where and they shuttled Hitler at the end of the war. Maybe, possibly. I, there's no there's no talk about that, but uh, and. But uh, um, apparently, Tatunka was actually the child of, of a, an Indian and a German, one of the German soldiers that came there. Okay. And so that's why he looks kind of European. Anyway, but anyway, so yeah, but it turns out he's from Germany. Uh, he's from Germany, and he's whiter than all of us in three. Um, so does this mean the legend of Akikor is BS? Kind of, maybe, probably, sort of. Seems likely. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's like, but I spent hours on this. No. <laughs> well, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about all the new agers from the 70s and 80s who wasted their <laughs> lives on this. <laughs> yeah. Uh. yeah um, and as for Gunther Hawk, apparently he's still alive. Uh, Tatunka, that is. A reporter named Alexander Smalzik from Der Spiegel, it's a German magazine, tracked him down in 2014. Uh, and uh, Tatunka, a.k.a. Gunther Hawk, admitted that much of what Brueger had written in Chronicle of Akakor was BS, but he blamed that more on Brueger than on him. Mm. Yeah, he did. I couldn't... Uh, and then, so, oh, oh, go ahead. I'm no, sorry. Uh, oh. well, and, then, and then right after that, he offered to take Smolzik, the, the reporter... To El Dorado. Uh-huh. Yeah. And to which the reporter said, no, thank you. Yeah, well, that yeah. was the thing is that his behavior, I couldn't tell if he was suffering from senility or if he just always liked to make tall tales or if he was, if he had some form of a mental disorder like schizophrenia or something where he's, what's the guy from A Beautiful Mind? That, John Nash. The guy yeah, that, Nash. Yeah, the yeah. You know, he, like that guy lived in an altered reality and yeah. he would interact with people. And, and I understand this is a Hollywood version of things, but I'm just trying to use that as a simple, simple foil. Mm -hmm. But this guy could have been doing the same thing as he's, he's like flips back into that weird little world that he was in. Yeah. And then his family's like, ha, 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 no, 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 no. Remember, we don't do that anymore. Oh yeah, no, I can't take you there. Oh, I yeah. think he was just a con man. Oh, you yeah. think he was just? You think he was just a, pure it, dyed in the wool con man? Totally. Okay. Could be. Could I be. Mean, I mean, realistically, right? The the reason that I say that is because to go back to what Joe said, the re the whole reason this man is even in Brazil in the first place is because he's kind of a jerk and yeah. giving out on child support. <laughs> There's that, yeah. And mm -hmm. wanted to like flee that. So already, I feel like. He's maybe not a great guy. Yeah. Not the most maybe honest guy to you begin know, with. Looking yeah. for a reason or a way to get people to give them his money, and then a bunch of people he took out into the forest somehow mysteriously died. died. Yeah, or I, disappeared. Yeah, in fairness, but yeah. I, I think he was probably just a con man. I got to tell Could you, be. I get the hinkiest feeling from the fact that the lady disappeared. Like you, it, I don't know what it is about a woman following a guy into the jungle that Gee. always makes me just think like, oh, that had to have been just a 
terrible end Mm -hmm. rather than just some stupid European dude who follows him in and gets eaten by alligators or whatever. Yeah. Like the fact that he, he took some lady into the jungle and she quote unquote never returned. Mm. I, it always just gives me the heebie jeebies. Yeah. Although, you know, frankly, if I was one of those guys, I wouldn't want, wouldn't want to be one of the guys that followed him into the jungle either. Uh, yeah. I none yeah. of them. I, I don't think any of them met a pleasant end. I don't think but, so either. Yeah. I, I, I'm not really sure about this guy. It seems to me that there's a, you know, I think I kind of agree that he's just a con man. The guy is just a bullshit artist, you know, total huge. I mean, it's, that's his life but i almost tend, tend to think too that i mean because it's reported that his his family said even back in germany that he spun all sorts of weird tall tales and oh, fantasies you said he saw aliens all the stuff. time yeah all yeah. the time and so it sounds like it sounds like he was in a in a serious way like not purely a con artist but he really wanted to believe this stuff mm-hmm. yeah not it, it wasn't just for for gain he just really really wanted to believe it i want Fair. to believe yeah 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 but what's, uh, what's, what's amusing about the whole thing is that, you know, I mean, we all have met con artists, BS, people, BS artists all the time, guys you meet in bars and stuff like this. And uh, lunatics and con artists live all over the place. People spin tall tales. And yet here, this one guy, this is the, what's amazing to me about this story, living in this obscure, tiny little town in the jungles of Brazil, manages to have what a pretty outsized impact on the world. He became a bit of a honeypot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, just by, he ran into this German journalist. By the way, they met in a bar in some ramshackle little town in the jungle. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, that's that's just where I, that's where I go to get my historic information from is some half drunk guy in a bar, but uh, so much for journalistic standards, right? But yeah, the impact that this, this crazy guy, this crazy faux Indian had um, is Quite amazing. It is. When you it think is. about it. Yeah, an amazing story. This this is really an interesting, weird little story. Uh, and so sad to say that, yeah, it does appear that Akakor is not true. Much as I wish that it were. Boo. Yeah, I know. All right, people. So sorry for the letdown there, but at least we solved the mystery, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, uh, we totally did. That was all us. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Heavy internet lifting. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, and uh, so that's about it. We're not going to give you our email address or nothing. Just goodbye. Special thanks to our Stitcher Premium listeners. And until next time, for Thinking Sideways, toodaloo. <laughs> Bye, guys. Uh, so I would like to show you this very fancy thing that I bought at the antique market, which is a crystal skull. No, thank you. Well, I've I... named it Akakor-Kor-Kor. Oh, no, thank you. Akakor, would you like to buy Akakor-Kor-Kor from me? I will trade you a monkey's paw for it. Deal. Yeah. All right. Bye.